1: a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. You ready,
0: Drew? Yes,
1: sir. I want you to tell me, think back on you as a young girl in Louisiana and, and what hunting and fishing, how did you get exposed to it? You know, What did it mean to you and your family and your dad and stuff like that?
2: Well, hunting to my family when I was growing up didn't mean anything because we didn't hunt. We grew up outdoors, you know, like most Cajun families, fishing, going to Grand Isle, going crabbing in the surf. Um, So I did get exposed to a lot of outdoor activities in that way, but I never went hunting. And something inside me kind of always called me to it. And I don't know what it was because, you know, I didn't have brothers, moms, dads, cousins. Nobody, you know, grew up telling me stories about their hunting trips. I just felt like there was something else that I wanted to do out there. And I always had a drive, you know, I wanted to go with the boys. I wanted to follow all my guy friends when they went to the hunting camp because something told me that I would love it. And I was right. And, you know, now, now that I, I'm the one in the family who hunts, and I get to tell my outdoor family, you know, because they still do go outside and fish, and they love it, you know, I get to tell them about my hunting adventures. And one cool thing I've learned recently is, um, so my family is from Acadiana, and Louisiana, which is a region of Cajuns, and they grew up living off the land. So they hunted, they trapped, they made their living by taking people through tours, you know, back through the bayou, back to, to get crawfish and things like that. And it, it's kind of, it's kind of funny how it's come full circle.
1: So you, you know, you have obviously opportunities now to talk about hunting and to people that don't hunt. Mm-hmm. How do you describe hunting to people who, that don't hunt?
2: I do describe hunting to people that don't hunt. Um, you know, my, my parents, my mom in particular, you know, she is big into scare the animals, don't shoot them, you know, I mean, obviously a joke, but when she sees the passion in what I do, um, you know, not just going out and hunting. I bring them food back. I bring them meat back. And, and they see that I've taken great measures into making sure that we respect the animals we hunt. We respect the land that we hunt. It, it's, it's about respect. It's about, you know, your life. It's about feeding you, your family. It's about what you're passionate about. Um, I mean I don't know I don't know a more passionate group of people than hunters. I, I couldn't name one. And honestly, if 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 I could do one thing, it would be to challenge any any non hunter, not even just to hunt, but to go and experience what a hunter sees and your life will be forever changed.
1: So there's the stereotype around duck hunting. You're not that stereotype. So I want you to talk through that.
2: So stereotypes for duck hunting, you know, I I think honestly that depends who you ask because there's grandpa's, uncle's groups who grew up, you know, duck camp was no place for a woman and they have that ingrained in them. And now that they have, you know, daughters, granddaughters like me, who are going out there, waking up before them, setting out decoy spreads, getting it done, those times are changing. And it's becoming more and more accepted for a woman to be out there duck hunting, you know, and honestly, probably having to do, you know, pull her weight a little bit more to make sure that, you know, she's not looked down on for being out there. She's not, you know, made to feel like, like a girl out in the middle of the woods, you know. The girls that want to go out there duck hunting, cause it's a special breed that wants to go out there at 3 a.m. and sit in the rain. They're true hardcore hunters.
1: I want you to describe to this audience as you're leaning up against a tree in the dark. Just close your eyes and just describe, you know, that, that two hour span, condense it into 30 seconds, but just, this is why.
2: If you've ever hunted in the timber, you would understand, in my opinion, it's the most special place on earth. When you see those ducks breaking from heaven, I mean, just coming straight down at your face, at that point, it's not about pulling a trigger. It's the show. You're getting the show of a lifetime. And, and honestly, a lot of people, they're so in awe by that, they don't pull the trigger. So it's not necessarily going in there and shooting anything that flies. You're witnessing something truly special.
1: From a woman's perspective. And you want to say tied to duck. Hunting.
2: From a woman's perspective, you know, it I can't speak for every woman. I can't speak for every girl. But I've come to know a lot of hardcore duck hunters, men, women, whoever. And when you really care about what you're doing out there, the gender goes out the window. You're there to pull your weight. You're there to make it happen for you, for the group, for whoever you're hunting with. You're there for the ducks. You're there for the geese. You're there as a hunter. You're there as a duck hunter. You're, you, Make it happen with the weight you pull, with how much you care, with the time and effort put into it. It's going out there scouting, it's setting out the spread, it's, you know, calling. Not everybody can call, and that's okay. It's knowing your strength and using that to go out there and duck hunt. I mean, go out there and, and make it happen. And as a woman, don't let anybody make you feel like. You can't do it because of, you know, your name or your gender or anything like that. If you want it bad enough, go do it.
1: So why is the Blood Origins Project important to the hunting community?
2: Blood Origins is important to the hunting community, um, honestly, the everybody, because Everybody has their own unique story, and I think telling these stories, letting people share their, their experiences with other people, hunters and non-hunters, brings the world a little closer together, and it opens up the world to things that, you know, people might have only wished for or thought about, and they get to experience it through these stories that are being told and then maybe have their own story next someday. Next
1: question. Easy one. Why is it fun to hunt? Why is it fun to hunt?
2: What's not fun about hunting? I mean <laughs> you know, there there are days when it when it's not fun. I'm gonna start with with what's not fun about hunting. There are days you're waking up at 3 and 4 a.m., 2 a.m., What you know, 1 a.m., whatever, and you might go out there, you might get not get anything. And it's those days that really show you why the fun in it matters. Why when you go out there and you get to have a successful hunt with your friends, you get to spend that time with your friends, your family. It, it's it's the bad that makes the good so special, and going out there, um, you know, getting getting to experience nature, getting to experience wildlife with the people you care about the most. That's that's something that's very unique, and and you can't you can't buy that. You can't you can't go to the mall and buy that. And it's the work. It's, it's, you know, seeing seeing your dog, your your lap dog, go retrieve a duck and bring it back to you. It's, it's every little thing like that that is fun. I mean, it, it's just, it, it makes hunting so special.
1: Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.